Simply This Is She, and I want to thank you for joining us in this moment. Today we're going to revisit a topic that I've talked about before, and we'll probably revisit it again, and that is alone. I want to remind everyone as we dive in that you are not alone. Even if you're feeling alone, even if you feel that you don't have what you need, whether it be friends or a partner or a job or family members that are supporting you, and to know that there are beings all over this planet that every single day, myself included, sit down and meditate and or pray for your well-being so that there is some love coming your way every single day and actually at least twice or three times a day so you can connect to that as you wish. As we dive in today, we're going to talk about how to explore what's behind this word alone, the fear that might be associated with, in addition to identify where you can really provide yourself with what you need internally and externally. So we let in with a little Bach. He's been on my mind in a kind of tongue-in-cheek way. We are going to connect a little further to that segment and just use it as a segue into our segment to reflect on that word alone. Now this segment is not only going to give you some wisdom that you can utilize for you personally as you engage with yourself, but also some wisdom that you can utilize as you engage with the world outside of you. And as we dive into that, this is a beautiful way to be of service to all beings here on planet Earth. As we dive in to a little balk, just take a moment to be with yourself and contemplate uh, how you show up in the world. Contemplate if you are feeling alone, if you feel isolated, if you feel that you're missing something. In addition, as you do that, see what arrives in the mind's eye and then if you find yourself wandering in the thought process, bring yourself back to the breath. And as you continue on, I welcome you to think about the people around you. Have you noticed, does anyone feel alone or appear that they feel alone or isolated or in need? And I just want you to jot their name down when we come out of that. And I will remind you. So without further ado, let's... Uh, Dive into that heart, dive into that breath, gently breathing in and out.
that was Bach Cello Suite 1 and during that respite from our discourse I hope that you were able to begin to think about how you relate to the word alone, how it feels for you and what it brings up. In addition, if you were able to identify anyone immediately in your surroundings that appears to maybe be isolated or alone and this will come up later in our segment but how we can be in service to one another so that word alone the inspiration behind this uh, comes from some of the work I do with clients and it seems to be a common theme especially when you're in your teenhood in addition it happens in adulthood too and as we move through life we can sometimes be so focused on one thing or another and then realize wow I haven't taken the time to cultivate relationships or activities that might help feed uh, my need to be with people and we're going to talk about that in addition we're going to talk about how to feel comfortable with yourself so you're not feeling sad that you're alone if that is your destiny in this life meaning that most of your time is going to be spent free time by yourself which is perfectly okay it really is a choice and sometimes that might be easier than trying to manage a lot of relationships as I tell the teens often is that it's not uh, quantity it's quality so to really think about this especially if this relates to the types of relationships you might want to think about uh, quality in all your relations so that you don't get overextended with your energy and feel depleted so with that being said let's start with you discover where you might feel alone and I've been amazed within myself about this concept of alone and how we can associate different moments in our lifetime where we might not feel I can remember as a teen feeling alone when I moved to a new school not having any friends I remember feeling that as adult moving to a new state I remember feeling that transition when one relationship ends to another so we have these moments in our life that we feel like whoa I'm floating I don't have my normal posse around me and now I have to figure out if I'm gonna find a new one and sure enough uh, more than not we do find one and there are points in time where actually the design of the universe and nature are inviting us to learn how to be by ourselves, and the importance of that is really really profound so as you connect a little bit deeper to this concept of being alone how much alone time you want and when we go deeper into it what's the fear behind that what's the worst case scenario I always like to flush that out because once we prepare ourselves for the worst case scenario then we can go on living our life we don't be consumed by the story of I'm all alone or I feel lonely we then realize wow I have a life to live and I'm really excited to do it and oh if that is really true then this is what I'm gonna do so let's first dive in to see where you might feel alone in your life and this will give us an indicator where the work is where the action plan needs to be to assist in liberating that emotion so 
if we go just to you, don't think about anything external like having a boyfriend, a spouse, a girlfriend, a friend, whatever it is. Forget about all those things. Let those disappear. Remember, pretend they're not even concepts that exist on planet Earth. So as you do that, let's dive into the mind and see how much time is spent thinking about being alone. Ask yourself how much time is spent thinking about being alone, worrying about being alone, and really ask yourself, is the mind consumed with this concept? Yes or no? Sometimes, all the time, never whatever it might be, or occasionally it's come by my mind, whatever it might be, just write that down. And then from there, ask yourself, does my physical body feel alone? Is it yearning to be held? Is it feeling like it's missing something? Does it feel actually like there's a void in somewhere in your physical body? And if so, where is that? Write it down. Is it in your heart? It is in your chest? Is it your, in your abdomen? Is it all over? Wherever it might be, just write that down. And then the next question is on a soul level, on a deep spirit, soul, whatever you want to, the thing that feels eternal to you, the thing that makes you you. Do you have a deep sense and yearning and remembrance or feeling that's unexplainable that is associated with that word alone. Yes or no? Do you know where it comes from? Do you have a story that you feel aligned with as to where that comes from? Whatever it might be. And that might come from this lifetime or another one. So we have our mind, our body, and then our spirit, soul, whatever you want to call it call it, whatever you're comfortable with, whatever word sounds good to you. And then we're going to leave those there and you can come back to them too a little bit later. Now I want you to ask yourself, and you may not know the answer because you might say, well, if I knew, then I would have already done it. So what do you really need? If you look at these things in the mind, so you might say, gosh, I really wish I would stop having these thoughts. That's what I need. Or I wish my physical body would stop feeling this way. Um, I wish it was at peace. I wish I didn't have this knot in my stomach. I wish I stopped having the emotions associated with a memory that I can't make sense to, where I feel alone. And as you connect with that, this is going to start to indicate what you need because some people might say, well, I just need a partner. I just need a new friend. But let's just really bring it down to the basics of what do you need out of that mind, body, and spirit because we're going to forget the outside world for right now. So I'll give you a few more moments to contemplate that. And as you do, just feel not too quick (laughs) 
to write that down. But just feel into it. And if you indicated something in each mind, body, and spirit, then you have three areas that we can shore up to help you through this process in uh, things to help you with the needs. Now, from there, we're going to just let that be, okay? You have some ideas of what you need or an indicator of where you would like to handle your mind, body, and spirit so it comes to a point of peace. This will help relinquish the gripping of that word alone. Because as I mentioned earlier, uh, you're not alone. Of course, there's 7.2 billion people on this planet. None of us are alone, and there's many more energies in the entire universe. So we're not alone. However, we might feel that way. So the key is we, got, we want to focus on addressing that internally so that it can be liberated, and that will shift how you engage with the outside world. So imagine if your mind is consumed with this idea of being with someone and having a partner and it's just gripping, 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 then that impacts how you go out into the world because you become obsessed and fixated on something that isn't ready to naturally arrive. And that can inhibit how you are engaging with life and also keep you from meeting the person that you're destined to be with or to authentically cultivate that relationship in a much more true fashion. So sometimes we can create a lot of chaos for ourselves because we're ready with the vision yet we have to do a few things before we can actually bring it into our lives authentically. So now we're going to shift to outside of you and love for you to write down where you feel alone or isolated in work, school, with your family friends, a relationship or lack thereof, and your community. So again, write that down. Work, school, are you feeling any isolation or separation alone there? Family, are you feeling accepted and received in your family and all aspects of your family? Friends, Do you have the friends that you want? Are they there for you? Do they show up? Uh, A relationship, meaning an intimate relationship. Are you in a relationship and you feel alone? Your community, do you feel supported by your community? Do you feel engaged with your community? Or do you feel isolated from that community that you live in? Now, that's a lot, right? (laughs) So what we're going to do right now is I want you just to sit with that and see in the areas where it jumped out most or maybe there's an area for refinement. And I would like you to be with that right now, just to really engage in the outside world, just to really think what's really standing out to you right now. And then we're going to address that uh, area in particular internally and externally so we're gonna choose one from each give you a little clue what we're gonna do right now is I want you to bring that in just see what jumps out you might know immediately of the situation but we're gonna listen to a little fate and shadow by random Rab this is from his new album awoke and as you do 
I just want you to let that roll over you in the background and really think about for a moment where you feel that you are alone in this external world so that we can address that. Sometimes we uh, are wanting to be someplace where we don't really belong and so therefore that's the simple reason. So we'll talk about that a little bit more when we come back. But as you dive in, just gently breathe in and out and connect a little bit deeper to yourself, what you discovered in the mind, body, and spirit, but now extend it out beyond you and see what arrives.
So just gently bringing your awareness back to here and connecting to all that you might have started to self-discover within self and outside of self. So if we bring it back to externally, those areas where you feel alone or isolated, and I want you to if you picked all five, if there's something in each one of them, I want you to pick one. So work, school, family, friends, relationship, or community, and pick one. And the reason for that is we're going to do something internally and externally, and if you pick it all, uh, it'll make it very difficult to manage. And if you can spend some time refining one area, it'll start to have a domino effect, and then you can start to work on the other areas. So you could quickly just number of importance, one through five, if you have all five, or one through three, two, or if it's just one, circle that one. And in addition, where you feel that sense of aloneness, is it in the mind, body, spirit, all of them, which one is the most predominant, which one's the strongest that's pulling at you right now. And once you've identified that, then uh, circle that one. So you have the, the mind, the body, the spirit, which one? Circle it. And then uh, the one of those five, which one are you going to focus on? Once you have that, this is going to be the area where you're going to shore up your practice to support it. Of course, in the internal, it's going to be a little bit different uh, for each one because you have something going on, but there will be a primary practice, and I'll give them to you for all three, that will be really important to help move uh, this feeling. In addition, then when we look at uh, the one area outside of you, we're going to reflect it back to that other area. So let's say, for instance, you had work, you feel very alone, and you're feeling that in your physical body, you're carrying stress, anxiety, tightening up, that we're going to utilize uh, a practice for the body to assist in the work. And then in addition, we're going to use a practice at work uh, that will assist with that dynamic there to help begin the liberation process. And then you'll move from one to the next. Now, as we do this, it'll be really important for you to listen for all the scenarios because everyone has a different need that's listening here. Just listen. You can write it down if you like. And then as you go through it, you can really um, highlight the area that you want to work on. In addition, uh, after this segment, if you feel like you want additional assistance, or have questions, please feel free to email me at s at suzantoro.com and I'm happy to connect with you. I can work with you one-on-one -on -one or just answer your email. I'm happy to reach out and do my best by those that are wanting to do their inner work and external work. This helps our entire community, global community, by looking at self, taking responsibility for self, and then showing up differently in the world. So let's dive into the mind. And if this is an area where you think about being alone a lot, where you are consumed with being alone, I want you to think about <laughs> not being alone, but think about where we can redirect 
the mind, where we can put our focus, and this might happen a couple different ways. So if you're in your mind going, I'm alone, I'm alone, I'm alone, where would you like to focus not being alone? So what are those things that you could start to imagine or want to cultivate in your life? We'll talk about that, the horizon that you'd like to move towards. Whether it's that external thing where you're feeling better at work, you feel on top of your game, you feel that you've you have forward motion with your business endeavors, if it's a relationship, if you're feeling that you, you're alone in your relationship, that you're ready to make some changes, that you redirect the thoughts to what are the changes I'm going to make in my relationship, or I want to have a relationship, what do I need to shift in my mind so that I can welcome that relationship in? You can see how uh, this is quite an interesting domino game that we're playing here. So that mind, where can you redirect the energy? That'll be the, the focus when the thoughts come in just in your everyday reality. Where can I refocus my attention? What am I wanting to liberate? And we'll get into more of those details as we look externally, but internally you just know, okay, redirect, redirect. Also with the mind, which is very helpful, is the meditation, which I uh, welcome you to do. Once a week I offer a guided meditation that comes up in different forms. And a, a silent meditation would be without me or any guided meditation from anyone on the internet. Just you, yourself, your cushion or your bottom on a floor or a chair or a bed, some flat surface, and sitting with yourself. This may not be comfortable, more than likely will not be comfortable at first, but if you continue to do this practice, you will get into some of those deep crevices within, and we are designed to naturally liberate these things so we don't have to hold on to them. We can become in harmony with our true nature, and the more that you do this, the body actually craves it because it gives it a respite from that go, go, go. People all over will tell me I don't have time. It's the first thing they throw out the window, but it's one of the most important things that you can give yourself, even if it's for a short period of time. Initially, it's to reduce the stress. Initially, it's to bring that calm, bring you back to center so you have more clarity. And then over time, if you really develop an, a strong meditation practice, you will start to work on your psyche in a way that you could never imagine that will blow your mind and carry with you into the next, which is really beautiful. But let's just keep it simple for right now. Welcome in meditation to clear the mind, clear the mind out so that you're not consumed by these thoughts, these stories that keep telling you that you're alone. Also in the mind, since we're having a conversation with ourselves in our mind, it's important to remind you that everything you think about yourself and others can be heard throughout the universe. It's transmitted. So this is a really, uh, hopefully, an inspirational moment to encourage you to think less, especially about yourself and others when it's not in its highest and best and to know that you're transmitting that information and to be very mindful with that because there is an effect with sending out transmission that is not in its highest and best and 
positive uh, transmission is beneficial, but also to be respectful of other people's uh, space. You know, we don't go banging on someone's house in the middle of the night just because we, we feel we have something to communicate with them. So be respectful with that uh, in all forms of communication, but thought in particular, this is a very uh, dangerous weapon that we have, our mind. So it's a, it's a profound tool, but a dangerous weapon, so I'll leave it at that. So if the mind is where you're really wanting to cultivate, uh, one, redirect as a practice, two, meditation, and then three, become more aware and bring more uh, codes of ethics to your thoughts and bring them in alignment with your heart and clear them out. If you have to think, make sure that you're thinking good ones if you're inspired to do so. Now let's go to the physical body. The body, if you're holding stress, this is a sign that something's been going on in your mind and now it's reached the physical body. Uh, if you're only fe feeling physical symptoms, meaning a tight neck, a back, uh, stomach ache, uh, so you're starting to have chronic pain. This is a sign that you're heading towards disease if not already in it and we've allowed the emotional body, the thought body to take over and embed uh, a response into our physical body. So it's really important. Those to me are code reds. The, the lights are going off, sirens are going off, and the body needs some help. So first of all, you will need to address the mind. So the things I just mentioned, uh, the redirect, some meditation are going to be really important. In addition, some movement is going to help with this contraction in the body. It's going to liberate the emotion. It doesn't keep you from having to address it, it from a psychological standpoint, but it'll start to help liberate it. and give it a place to go. So any kind of movement, your favorite type of exercise, your favorite way to be active, whether it's to play a sport, whether it's just to go work out by yourself, whether it's to uh, just walk around the block, it can be that simple, go hiking, riding a, a kayak, a sailboat, anything that gets you using your physical body is a beautiful way to get this energy to move. In addition, it'll be important that you have a little bit of that movement every single day. So even if you don't have time in your schedule, maybe you can start thinking about reorganizing your schedule or you can simply like park really far away and get that extra walk in as you go from meeting to meeting, uh, create a little buffer zone there so all of a sudden you've had five, ten minute walks over the course of the day. You've walked 50 minutes. Fantastic. Use the stairs instead of the elevator. There's all these ways that you can move uh, your energy without having to go to a gym per se. A nightly walk after dinner before bed. Beautiful way to remove that energy before you go into sleep time. In addition, with that body, it's really important that you're nourishing yourself properly, that you're going for the right foods, especially if that emotion sneaks up and you're going for foods that are making you temporarily feel better, but then you feel worse after you've eaten them. If it's a bag of Ho-Ho's or Doritos, I don't know. Whatever food makes you feel comfortable, a big 
meal, a baguette, a pound of chocolate, a bottle of wine, whatever it might be, this will offset your rhythm in your body. In addition, you're going to go through a roller coaster ride. So the two things that you can do with this alone thing is to bring mindfulness into the eating. Really be honest with yourself. And if you have questions about this, please email me about how you're eating, how you can honor your temple, and if you're moving it. This will help move that energy. So this is how simple it is. If you're feeling alone, before you get to that point, you know what are the, what's a good idea for you to move the energy out of the physical body. Maybe some movement first, and as you move, to think mindfully how I want to nourish my body when I get back in. If you're still wanting to satiate yourself with some comfort food. Then, from there, we're going to go to the spirit. So the spirit, the soul, is going to work on our psyche, the mind. They're going to all work together. Uh, and like I said, you're going to dive into one part of this. Uh, the body will move it. I do encourage those that are feeling it trapped in their body to begin some meditation. You could do movement meditation with that. So the spirit will respond. The soul's healing, eternal healing, can take place in meditation. The most powerful place for it to take place. Also, it can take place in the dreaming. If you're aware of your dreams, if you're aware of what's going on in the dream realm, you can address your psyche and you can start to uh, let things go, make peace with them. So, if on a soul level you know there's some healing to do, there's a bunch of modalities that can help support this process. And rather than get into all those, but it may take a team approach, I would recommend just to start to say, okay, I don't know what this is. I don't need to keep fighting myself over the emotions. I don't need to keep fighting myself over the story, but I'm willing to start healing. And please, you ask for this assistance. Please guide me to where I can best be supported in the first step of this journey and you'll be surprised how serendipity will come in and assist you with your spirit so we're working with this eternal thing so the unseen loves it when we start to say hey I'm really willing to get this piece of luggage off my back please guide me and that might be as I said there's tons of modalities it might involve your body it might involve the mind more than likely will but it also might involve an acupuncturist it might in involve an Ayurvedic doctor, it might involve yoga, it might involve rugby, all these different things that can assist you in liberating something on a soul level. It might involve food, so many different ways to assist in this process. So what I recommend with spirit is to bring in uh, intentional responsibility process meaning every day you're taking responsibility for this pain this wound whether you know where it came from in this lifetime or if it's unexplainable just that you're ready to liberate it you don't need to tell the story over and over to the unseen to the universe Uh, it's already been recorded everything is recorded in the universe so all you need to do is say I'm ready to let this go I'm ready and as you just in a deep knowing start to say wow I'm kind of inclined to start my meditation practice. Oh, I'm inclined to uh, start up a Tai Chi practice, whatever it might be. So just for a moment, take a moment and write down some things that inspire you on a spiritual level that you would like to maybe welcome into your life right now to assist in this process. 
So what we're going to do is we're going to have a little more self-reflection before we go into the work, school, family, friends, relationship, and community to dissect that. But what I want you to do is just to look at that mind, body, and spirit and then decide, okay, where do I want to focus first? Where do I want to really connect with and am I ready to open the door there and then move left and right from there? So with that being said, we're going to go into a little mantra. Mantra is this beautiful practice and you can use any word. This happens to be a Tibetan mantra, the Medicine Buddha mantra. And uh, beautiful medicine for the soul, beautiful medicine for the mind, meaning if you focus on the mantra, it'll help remove what's in the mind. And the essence of Buddha nature as I'm presenting it is something that exists in you, your highest expression. So no matter what your belief system is, you can just bring in that energy of the highest reflection that you are inspired to connect to. But all in all, just allow the mantra and the harmonics and the sounds just to wash over you and then think, am I really willing to let go of this alone feeling that is rooted in the mind, body, and spirit? And am I willing to do the things needed to begin the process? And then when we come back, we'll go into that external area and we'll talk about each one of those as they relate to you. And as mentioned, it's so important just to focus on one. So what I want you to do as this mantra is being played, if you selected mind, body, or spirit, doesn't matter. I want you, if it's mind, I want you to bring your attention to the mind, welcoming the mantra in there to clear the mind. If it's the body, I want you to welcome the mantra into the physical body, breathing in and out with it. And then if you are feeling it, it's on a soul level, your spirit level, bring it just beyond the physical body. Breathe in and out of the heart and then just feel the energy field around you and just welcome it connecting to your total energetic field. So you're breathing in through that heart. Imagine bringing your energy field out beyond you and then back into the heart and just feeling that oscillation encompassing and connecting to that energy source that is your spirit, your soul, that that essence that leaves you when you depart from this physical plane and will stay with you eternally. So allow that mantra to come into there wherever you want and uh, just see how that feels at, during the process and really use your attention to bring, keep bringing it back to that mind, body, or the spirit. When we come back, we'll dive in to the external. Tayata, Bacantin, Bacantin, 
to hear and hopefully you were able to bring that mantra the repetitive sound the medicine of the mantra into the mind the body the spirit and more than likely all of the above to gently remind you just to focus on one of these practices the mind the body and the spirit I'm going to continue uh, in the upcoming lunar cycles to go into alone a little bit deeper not next segment, but look forward in the upcoming weeks to come. This will give you a chance, one, to practice with the mind, start to open that door, and then practice with the body or the spirit. And what that'll do is that'll start to reveal to you what the underlying roots are internally to this perception of being alone. When we heal that aspect of ourself, when we transform that aspect of ourself, then we will actually be free of that condition of perceiving that we're alone because we're not. And no longer will it eat up our time and our energy and we can go into life and enjoy it more, focus on what we want to create, focus on that horizon. And as we cultivate our outside relationships, we'll show up a lot differently. So imagine I ask you to walk down the street and you are able to do that no problem. However, what if I say, okay, now I want you to use two crutches, lift up one foot and walk down the street. It's going to feel a little differently and it may not come as easily. What if I say, okay, I'm going to have you walk down the street, close your eyes, and hop on one foot? It's going to be a little bit more difficult. Over time, you would acclimate, and your other senses might come in. You might find a effective way to move through the street, however I might describe if you practiced it. However, if you think of this as the same metaphor, that once we release that that's holding us back, whether if we in fact do have to walk on one leg, then we find a way to do that. There's many resources to do that. And we can also liberate ourselves from these internal things that will enable us to move through life with much more grace. So that's just a little external metaphor is that you're actually creating a hindrance that is not making your life as easy as it could be. And one of my teachers in this lifetime will always remind us you uh, make it easy on yourself. You don't have to leave your shoes out in the snow so they're cold when you put them in tomorrow. You can put them in under the overhang or bring them inside to keep them warm. Same thing goes here. If you know that you have something that you're struggling with, you're rolling around with in your mind, body, or soul, make it easy for yourself. Start to say, hey, let's address this so I can 
effortlessly move through my life. I can effortlessly walk down that street and I don't have to face this thing that's gripping at me all the time. So let's go to the external, how you meet the external. Whether it's work, family, friends, relationship, or community, I want you to listen to all of them. But how you're meeting the world. So as you pay attention to one of these, mind, body, or spirit, it's going to start to shift how you show up in all of these places. Now, let's say you have a goal in one of them in work or school that you want to have achieve a certain goal, whether it's grades, whether it's finishing up your dissertation, whether it's uh, at work and you want to get to a different position or start a company, whatever it might be, that goal is there. Now, if you feel isolated, like this isn't possible, that you feel alone on this venture that you're about to undergo, that you have the schoolwork to do, but you feel very alone in that process, I'm sure many teens out there feel this because no one can do it for them. They have to do it themselves. The same with work or building a company. It's all on you. However, at times, if we allow that word alone to exasperate us and create stress in our physical, mental, emotional, spiritual body, it will wear on us and inhibit our success in that arena. So let's say you're, you're wanting to achieve a goal in work and you know that you trap most of your emotions in your mind. You're really working out that the, the brain a lot, thinking a lot of thoughts, creating a lot of stories, going down the rabbit hole that doesn't serve. It's going to be really important in that work and school environment that you utilize meditation, that you utilize visualization, retraining, repatterning where you're putting your mind. So as soon as you feel the thoughts, the gerbil ball coming in, you're refocusing the energy to where you're going to get or you're working at getting to. So if you have a vision, rather than spending the time on the stress or the possibility of this, that, or that happening, you're taking the mind and saying, this is what I need to do. I need to focus on X, Y, and Z and getting it done. As you do that, retraining the mind to focus on what it needs to complete, it will keep you out of that gripping motion of that, oh my gosh, I can't do this, the fear, the anxiety, the stress, because you're going to be focused on getting something done, A to B. Simple way to do this is write down what you're trying to achieve, keep it small, and then hold yourself accountable with a list that you look at daily. Take step one, step two, three, four, five, no matter how many they are, and refocus your energy. If you're in downtime but you're focused again on self-sabotaging thoughts, bring yourself to your list and get something done on it. Move to, to number two, three, even if it's not not needed today, but instead of sitting there eating your mind up on that, you could be doing something more productive. Or you could be of service to someone else, and we'll talk about that in a moment. Same thing with a family. Uh, if you, the Let's use the example of the body. You get really intense anxiety before you go see your family, or when you get home, or when you're around a certain family member. Utilize going and exercising, nourishing your body before you see this person, welcome in maybe a healing conversation or communication or really setting the intention about what you want to talk about. But get that body moving before you see them and well-fed. That will assist you in this process with that family member. If you're feeling isolated 
from your family, then you decide, and it's trapped in your physical body, you decide how you want to show up, physically show up with them, and how often. In addition, you can cultivate family in many different ways. So you can go and say you have your family that you were born into, but you have a group of friends that are more like family than your immediate family, then it's okay. Go ahead and spend some time with them. Learn what it feels like to be in that environment. And then come back to your birth family and say, wow, I would like to deepen my relationship. Maybe I need to look at things differently in this environment. I won't feel so isolated. But again, if you're storing the stress in the physical body, get it moving. Nourish it. Use this as your medicine to start to liberate what's lying underneath. And when we do future segments, we'll talk a little bit deeper about this. The same applies with friends. If you're wanting friends in your life, but that emotion is trapped in the physical body, get it moving. Nourish the body. And, you know, the mind is a contributing factor and the spirit's a contributing factor to all these things. But start there and see what happens. That action of just going out into the world and, let's say, playing a sport, group sport, you'll meet friends, going out to the gym, going out on walks. At the same time of day, you'll start to see the same people, have conversations, and this will start to break open your perception that you're alone relationship. If you have an existing relationship where you feel alone, then, and it's really wearing on you, maybe on a soul level, then bring in some prayer, bring in some meditation, welcoming and guidance from the unseen, welcoming and guidance from something greater than you in the sense that just that idea, that aha, uh, nature mirroring something to you, a person coming up and communicating something to you. Then you take action. You decide. You don't have to take it as gospel, but ask yourself for some clues as to what needs to happen. Just open it up there. Uh, That can happen in meditation. That can also happen, like I said, in an intentional prayer or ritual that you go and light a candle every day, welcoming in that liberation of that loneliness. And then you might be surprised. All of a sudden a conversation may occur. That relationship gets to go to the next level, gets to transform, heal, separate, whatever needs to happen that can that can occur. Then from there, uh, if it's not that you feel alone in an existing relationship, that you want a relationship, really spend some time. And let's say uh, you have been isolated. Let's say that you haven't been out in the world. So on a deep soul level, you're ready. You're ready to be out there, but you haven't opened yourself up to it. So think about uh, taking action with the physical body in a little bit different way that you start holding that in your body, saying that you're ready, opening yourself up. I've been told many times by a male, as it relates to female dynamic of an intimate relationship, they know when a woman's open and when she's not. Same thing with women. They know when a man's open and when a man's not, or if it's same sex. It doesn't really matter the gender connection. People know when you're open to communicate. They know when you're open to maybe something more. So you can put that information out there by just holding that in the physical body and uh, or wherever you choose to work on it. Finally, the community. Let's say that is you feel very alone and isolated and let's say that is wearing on your physical body. Again, bringing action, but this time rather than just working out, bringing action into going into the community, seeing what is going on in your community, special interests, nonprofit, 
maybe there's a, a park cleanup, maybe there's service acts that are for the city repair, whatever it might be, research on the internet or your local library or walk around the neighborhoods and see what's going on and then take action to get involved. That will start to move that stagnation in the physical body. In addition, it'll work on the mind and the spirit. So you can see how you'll start to play with this. And if you have questions about this, please feel free to email me. But this is going to be the play. So if it's work and you identified your mind, bring in some meditation. Bring in some redirecting of your energy so you can cultivate a task to focus on with your mind to get you from point A, B, C, D, and how many ever steps there are. If the energy is trapped in the physical body, get it moving. Take action by bringing it yourself out into the world, into a special interest group, into a sport, into an activity to get that energy moving from the physical body. And if it's on a spirit or soul level, really bring some intention, prayer, meditation, welcoming in your highest self to start to be able to see where you're best to put your energy. When we bring that highest self in, we uh, can be in service to ourselves and others. So I'm going to segue and close out this segment about others because I've definitely gone over today, is that being in service to others is a beautiful way, it's kind of the secret uh, antidote for getting out of the way of yourself. If you're wallowing in your stories of being alone, of what happened, your traumas, your dramas, all these things that we can repeat over and over and over again, that it's simply put, if we focus on being in service to others, it will start to wash away all of that. All of a sudden we step outside of ourselves and we say, wow, I can show up over here, do a good job, I'm going to feel good about myself. All of a sudden my mind's focused on something else, my heart is being fed, I'm interacting with people that are wanting to do good too, I'm feeding other people, meaning that you're helping or assisting a situation, a person, place, or thing. That will be reciprocal and things will start to transform. In addition, there's many people out there that might be feeling alone like you. And if you just go out there and engage in the world, you might be surprised. And rather than grasping at something that's not ready to receive you or might not be destined to receive you, you can focus your energy on areas that will readily accept your assistance. And this will have a beautiful ripple effect beyond what you can imagine. So to think in every moment that it can always be worse, that there's more than likely someone that is suffering more than you are. It's all a a matter of how we perceive our reality and what we do with the hand that we were dealt and how we want to show up. But know in this moment that you're not alone. You have the power to investigate, explore, have an adventure through life. And there are just some simple tools that you can utilize that I've mentioned here to start to bring you back into the world and to start to give you an idea where that root fear is around alone. So this will just be like the door opening. And then As I bring this topic back around, we'll dive a little bit deeper into those roots and the the healing that can take place, the transformation that can take place when we're ready to do that work. This will open the door, this will prepare the soil to be tilled, and some things naturally and organically will come up. It won't be forced. Sometimes we obtusely know what the situation is, other times we have no idea because it's deep in bed in the subconscious. 
So we're going to exit out with a little bit of Beirut ban at once. Of course, we all wish that there were a magic pill, but we are on an infinite, eternal ride through interstellar space together. So there's no hurry. That's the good news. Uh, and if inspired, take a moment to really contemplate where you want to start to open those little crevices, do the work, and enjoy life. Until next time, this is she signing out with a full heart, a gentle smile, a soft gaze, a deep bow, and a namaste. Be simply.